Mexican spices were drawing something closer to the surface. And once they taste that warm nacho cheese sauce, they won't stop till there's nothing left. Can the Fry Force save the world and the nacho fries we love? So either we fight together or we fry alone. Or will the monsters devour us all? Get your nacho fries today while you can. Now serving in a Taco Bell near you. At participating U.S. locations for a limited time only. Broadcasting live from the Masters Heating and Cooling Studios, this is WKJG 1380 AM, 100.9 FM, Fort Wayne, Indiana. The Fan, live, local, and talking about the teams that matter to you. This is Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Brought to you by Automotive Color and Supply. Welcome to Talkin' Sports for a Saturday, August 7th, 2021. And ladies and gentlemen, we have a Justin Kenny sighting. Oh yes, yes. Justin Kenny returns. This is kind of like if you're old enough to remember the 85 Chicago Bears and all the hype around that. Remember the following season when Jim McMahon was was often hurt <laughs> and when he did start a game for the Bears, it was like a big event. And so this is a big event. Justin Kenny is here with us. Uh, welcome back. You were on vacation. I was. I was in the beautiful state of Colorado for a good week. You know what? I, I can honestly say I've never been to Colorado, but they tell me it is just gorgeous. It is beautiful. Where my brother lives in Greeley is uh, probably about 30 miles from the mountains. Uh, if you keep going down I-80, eventually you'll hit the mountains. So it's a good backdrop. See the mountains in the distance uh, headed up into Estes Park and Rocky Mountain National Park for a day or two. I uh, went to some cave systems in Colorado Springs, um, you know, saw Pikes Peak and all that. So it was a good trip, but um, now back to business. Yes, we indeed. down the days till football, aren't we? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we've got uh, two weeks before we're talking about week one of the football season uh, already on Talking Sports here on a Saturday morning uh, because just 13 days away from that. And also, I mean, you know, the uh, the high school football tailgate pregame show and in the game of the week with Brett and Griff and and oh my goodness it's going to be uh it's going to be a lot of fun uh coaches show on Thursday yeah back by unpopular demand with me I'll be tuned in (laughs) at least there's one person out there tuned in probably I mean not to hear me of course, but the coaches. I just do prep work. That yeah. <laughs> What's I can do? Welcome into Talking Sports as we're talking local sports of all sorts until the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. If you have a question, comment, opinion, rant, suggestion, et cetera, et cetera, hey, hit us up on the Automotive Color and Supply text line at 46862. That's 46862. Put TS in the front of your message because uh, we share this text line with uh, other stations as well that are live this morning. Uh, we are going to be talking with Fort Wayne 10 Caps President Mike Nutter after the break. 10 Caps score winners last night by a score of 10 to 9 in uh, high A central action. Second baseman Zach Mathis single, doubled, and homered for Fort Wayne, driving in four runs, reached base successfully four times in that contest. And uh, we'll talk to Mike about the upcoming homestand 
against the South Bend Cubs that starts on Tuesday. We'll uh, chat with Mike about that. And, and, and we always seem to go down a, a certain baseball path. Who knows? It just evolves. And it's always a, a great time with Mike. And uh, he's so full of information. It's wonderful. Um, but then we're also uh, pretty much the rest of the show going to be previewing high school football. And, of course, we'll likely start out with the Summit Athletic Conference. So many storylines and questions there. But then I also want to see, if time permits, delve into the ACAC just a little bit and find out. Because will there be a changing of the guard in the ACAC? Who knows? Um, we'll have to see. But uh, And also the SAC is, like I said, just just full of all kinds of storylines. Can, uh, can lures... Uh, keep their momentum from last year's postseason and uh, reach the the pinnacle of the SAC. Does Homestead replace quarterback Evan Ormsby? I mean, they they don't seem to have any problem replacing quarterbacks. They do it every year, and then the the quarterback they replace uh, with has outstanding seasons. You know, uh, is that coincidence? Uh, after this many times, I think not. So Chad Zoman's got something going there. It's so many storylines. Sherwood Haydock now uh, uh, getting his Wayne Generals ready. Dwenger, uh, uh, a lot of loss. Brendan Lytle gone now. But do they just reload? As, anyway, we'll talk a lot about that. Snyder. What about Snyder? Ah, uh, anyway, 46862, Automotive Color and Supply Text Line, 46862. Put TS in the front of your message. Also, um, have a special guest in the studio this morning. Uh, it would be my grandson, uh, Caleb. And, uh, yeah, good morning, Caleb. How are you, sir? I am well. Good, good. You? Your hot chocolate, uh, you got that this morning to wake you up. A little bit of uh, chocolate punch there. Uh, you're uh, you're all ready to go, and uh, and after a bit, you're going to give us some regional baseball scores too, aren't you? Yeah. All right. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun, and uh, you're ready to roll. Once again, Caleb, a sixth grader at uh, Precious Blood School. You uh, you're a soccer player, and you also run track for. Okay, Precious Blood combines with another school in CYO, which is a Catholic youth organization, Catholic youth organization. Um, okay. What other school do they combine with uh, in their athletics? Is it queen of queen of angels? Yes. Okay. And then now with, uh, with that, now you ran track for uh, that. What do they call that team? Um, they call it Royal Reds. Royal Reds. Okay. And uh, in in fact, uh, yeah, I like to brag on on Caleb just a little bit. Uh, he finished third in the city CYO mile last uh, spring, and uh, ended up with a time of six minutes forty seconds, which he was a ten year old fifth grader wow. at the time. So Impressive. that took place out at Lures, and uh, and the first and second place uh, finishers, I believe, were eighth graders. Correct. Correct. So that means by them going into high school, now you are the fastest returning miler in CYO. Woo! A lot of pressure. Yeah. I know him. How about that? <laughs> anyway, well, Caleb will be along with us just a little bit later on in the show to give us some uh, 
uh, regional uh, Major League Baseball scores. I do want to tell you about some of our uh, local baseball products, though, uh, while we're talking about baseball. Kevin Kiermaier had a pair of singles and a walk last night in the AL East, leading Tampa Bay Rays 10-6 win over Baltimore, extending their division lead over the Boston Red Sox to two and a half games now in that uh, AL East. Kiermaier hitting 234, a couple of home runs, 22 RBI to go along with seven stolen bases. Josh Van Meter pinch hit and was 0 for 1 in the Diamondbacks. 8-5 win over the San Diego Padres last evening. Van Meter's hitting 204, three home runs, 20 RBI while playing multiple positions. Get this, five to be exact thus far this year. He's played first base, second base, third base, right field, and left field at the major league level. That That's, to me... That's just incredible to be able to be that versatile on defense. And uh, he's a, a very good fielder with a good fielding percentage as well. Uh, also, Zach McKinstry, Northside High School product. Didn't play in uh, the Dodgers 4-3 loss to the Angels last night. Zach's hitting 217, seven home runs, 29 RBI. He also, I guess if you're a Fort Wayne product uh, or uh, from this area, you play multiple positions and are good at it. He's played both, uh, well, he's played second base and third base on the infield for the Dodgers this season. And also right field and left field, both corner outfield positions. So, um, once again... Uh, representing the 260 in uh, in fine fashion. Also, after the first round of play at the Men's City Golf Tournament at Brookwood, Luke Miller and defending champ Heath Peters tied for the lead after both shot four under 68. Tyler Harris one off the pace at three under. Seven golfers carded two under 70s. And um, play continues this morning uh, on um, maybe just a little little soggy brookwood golf course but uh, uh believe me the grounds crew out at brookwood is exceptional and uh that will be not a problem once again four six eight six two four six eight six two uh with ts nefernie message got a text that came in said uh, can't wait for high school football to start and uh, the friday night coverage on 1380 looking forward to seeing the new carroll stadium and the game against lures in week one and uh, that was a text from our, our buddy TC. Yeah, that is going to be a, a dandy. Have Have you seen Justin the the Carroll Stadium? Other than uh, I mean, I've seen photos, but right, uh, it's it's a phenomenal facility. Uh, it's a spare no expense type uh, facility, most definitely. It's it's now the crown jewel of the area, similar to what the Carroll Fieldhouse is mm-hmm. on the basketball side. So. I know they're super excited out at Carroll to unveil that to the public on a Friday night, hosting Bishop Lures in week one. First-class facility uh, from the field, which, you know, is is top turf. You think, yes, a lot of people think turf is turf. There's levels of field turf that you can purchase, and this is top-of-the-line field turf. So uh, it's, it's a phenomenal field surface, crowd. There's plenty of room both sides. Um, the press box and the media facilities are, are top rate. So all around uh, locker rooms, training rooms, restrooms. I mean, it's it's a it's a great facility and there's going to be a lot of excitement come August 20th out there. Carol. Now, Justin, do you recall how many uh, in let, let's say from in, in Allen County, uh, how many fields are natural grass anymore? Well, you have the four. Well, three, I guess, the high schools and four-wing community schools, so Northside, Southside, Wayne, 
are all still uh, natural grass. Um, let's think. So you got New Haven's got turf. Woodland's got turf. Heritage has turf, right? Leo's got, yeah. Leo's got turf. Uh, so is there three left? I mean, Bishop Lure, so that's four. Uh, Dwanger has turf. Concordia has turf. Yeah. So. so I think, you know, you're looking at four of them. Oh, that's, that's. And I thought the plan in Fort Wayne Community Schools was to replace one grass field with a uh, turf surface every year. But I don't know if, if the COVID uh, really affected that in 2020. What I've been told and heard is that Wayne would be next. Mm-hmm. When the that happens, was I'm the not first, sure. first FWCS yeah. school to get, and and rightly so, due right. to the fact that that is in action every single week with both Snyder and Northrop calling that their home field. Yeah, and even Spooler getting some upgrades this off season with uh, some fencing taken down, replaced, and ticket booths, and uh, you really the aesthetic type of things around Spooler uh, look really nice, and and putting up new decals and stuff with the new Northrop logo, and so. Uh, yeah, you know, Spooler's kind of gotten that focus the last couple years, but I think, you know, maybe as soon as the end of this season, hopefully we see uh, uh, Wayne get theirs south and north would be next on the list. But, yeah, we're running out of uh, grass surfaces here in Allen County. We are indeed. And, and I've noticed a few times I've been around Wayne High School that uh, the Wayne Stadium is uh, getting some uh, some kind of refurbishment uh, in and around the uh, the stands and spectator areas too so um yeah everybody getting ready for week one on the 20th of august once again 46862 uh, the automotive color and supply text line 46862 put ts in the front of your message especially if uh you have any kind of uh, uh question regarding high school football because or comment uh, about who do you think is going to perhaps be a surprise this season. So, uh, like I said, so many storylines to uh, talk about. And before we go to break, and uh, what, what we're going to do, we're going to come back with Mike Nutter, the Fort Wayne Tin Caps, uh, and talk with him about the upcoming homestand. But uh, I want to tell you about my friends at Culligan and, and every single week, okay? If you've got a water softener, and so many people do, and so many people have one, maybe they move it into a home with one. They don't know how it works. They just think it does work. They hear it gurgling every once in a while and think, okay, it's working. Well, is it really? Is it working up to standards? Uh, have you done any renovations in your house, any additions? Is there more water going through your home? Do you need a bigger soft? Whatever. Call Culligan today, 484-8668. That's 484-8668. And get your water softener inspected. $29.95. $29.95. Peace of mind. Uh, any softener. They'll come out. They will They'll do a little water test. They'll check and make sure that your water softener is performing, well, like it should. If it is, hey, they'll tell you. You're in great shape. $29.95. Invested well. If it's not, uh, even better. They'll let you know what might need to be done. So uh, uh, give them a call today. 4848668. Give your people Culligan Water. We'll be back with more. You're listening to Talking Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan 100.9 FM. 
Have you looked at your auto or homeowner's insurance rate lately? Think it's about time to get a competitive quote? Call the Wise Insurance Agency today at 260-747-5373. Located at 7410 Bluffton Road, Wise Insurance is a local company that's been in business for 25 years. Being an independent agent working with over 15 A-plus rated carriers allows Coach Ron Wise to assess your needs and determine the best option for you to give you maximum coverage with the most affordable premiums. The Wise Insurance Agency also offers motorcycle, RV, and watercraft insurance, as well as renter's insurance, flood, and umbrella policies. Multi-policy discounts are also available, and make sure to ask Ron about the good student discount up to 20%. Let Coach Wise show you the fundamentals of getting the right insurance. Don't put it off. Contact Coach Ron and the Wise Insurance Agency team today at 260-747-5373 or find them online at thewiseinsuranceagency.com. I am isolated. I am crashing with friends. I am living with mental illness. Homelessness is a real issue, but the real issue isn't as simple as housing. At the Rescue Mission, our Christian ministries address the true causes of homelessness by helping people overcome the physical, emotional, educational, and economic hardships they may be facing. Because it's not enough to simply help people survive. Your gift can help them thrive. Learn more at fwrm.org slash change for good. I am learning new skills. I am healing from trauma. I am connected to resources. Homelessness looks different than you might imagine, and so does the solution. At The Rescue Mission, our Christian ministries address the true causes of homelessness by helping people lay a foundation for a successful future. Because a meal and a warm bed might change life for a moment, but with your help, we're changing lives for good. Become a monthly donor at fwrm.org slash change for good. Score a major payday with BetMGM. It's the best time to sign up for the king of sportsbooks because they're giving new customers a shot at an easy 100 bucks. Register using code CALEB100 and win $100 in free bets when you place a $1 money line wager on the Cubs or White Sox. And if either team hits a home run, you win. Whether you're raising the stakes on summer baseball or wagering on your favorite soccer team, BetMGM is always ready for action. Enjoy innovative parlay selection builders, daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code CALEB100 to win $100 when you bet $1 on the Cubs or White Sox. And if either team hits a home run, you win. Only at BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. New customer offer, paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Indiana only. Must be 21 years or older to wager. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. The Brockman Heating and Air Conditioning Promise. On time, done right, or it's free. Brockman's, your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer. That's over 60 years strong since 1957, serving homeowners in the Fort Wayne area. And Brockman's has the most experienced techs to help you decide if you should repair or replace your unit. 423-4331. Call your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer. Brockman's Heating and Air Conditioning. On time, done right, or it's free. 423-4331. I learned patience from my adoptive dad. <sighs> All he had to say was... Hey, you got this. Just breathe. <sighs> hey. <laughs> We're pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Might have to start a band. <laughs> I got it. Learn about adopting a teen from foster care. You can't imagine the reward. <laughs> Visit AdoptUSKids.org to find out more. This message is brought to you by AdoptUSKids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. 
Now back to Talking Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talking Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supplies, Saturday, August 7th, 2021, along with Justin Kenny and Caleb Leninger. I'm Jim Shovlin. Thanks so much for tuning in as we're talking local sports of all sorts until the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. And we said we were going to give Caleb a little job to do, and we are going to have him uh, do just a few of the regional baseball scores from last night. So, Caleb, go ahead and take it away, sir. Here are some baseball scores from last night. White Sox beat the Cubs 8-6. to six. And the Indians beat the Tigers 6-1. to one. But also, the Reds whipped the Pirates 10-0. to zero. You know, it's good that you said that the Indians beat the Tigers because on the Talkin' Sports phone line right now, powered by Fire Police, City, County, Federal Credit Union, is a Cleveland Indians fan. He's also the president of the Fort Wayne Tin Caps, Mr. Mike Nutter. Mike, good morning, sir, and congrats on that Indians win. And how about those tin caps last night, ten to nine? Hey, it's great to be back on with you. Hey, the caps been battling. You know, early this year we started. We didn't have the best bullpen production. Uh, the bullpen was great again last night. We had a first inning grand slam, so an exciting game. Uh, you know, if we don't look now, Justin's Reds are rapidly gaining on the San Diego oh. Padres. So oh, I know we yeah. got a lot of Reds fans listening, but I'm not sure that's best for me for work life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, and I, you know, I, not that I hold a grudge or anything, Mike, but uh, and, and 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 no one else other than myself will remember this. But in 1972, when the Reds and Oakland A's went to seven games in the World Series, and uh, the A's prevailed in seven. But it's been since then that I have not been so much of a Reds fan. I, I appreciate what they do, and I respect that, but. Uh, yeah, oh, my goodness, every time I hear the Reds, it's kind of cringe just a little bit. But, uh, you know, there again, not too many Oakland A's fans uh, this side of the Mississippi. Well, you know, most of the time when I hear about the Reds, I cringe based <laughs> on their play. So uh, I can actually, uh, you know, very rarely can we actually talk about positives with the Reds. So I got to brag when I can. Yeah. But like but, I told both you and, and Mike, uh, you know, the Reds will make the playoffs and get shut up by the Dodgers in the wild card game. That'd just be fitting. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, yeah. thanks for your optimism, Justin. <laughs> well, uh, hey, we, we appreciate it. The Reds that. are getting yeah. me to football season. That's that's my pri- That's my expectation for the Reds every year. Stay Very relevant well. until yeah. just <laughs> me to August. late August. And they did okay. it. Okay. Well, Mike, you have got a big homestand upcoming uh, that starts on Tuesday, and the opponent, the perhaps uh, ever-changing, uh, the, the South Bend Cubs, and, of course, And we talked about this last week about uh, the trade deadline and the Cubs uh, just basically dismantling their starting lineup. Uh, How much did that affect the South Bend Cubs? A lot. Uh, You know, they ended up getting four or five guys that the Chicago Cubs acquired in deals, including our buddy and former player Anderson Espinosa. So it'll be nice to welcome him back. Uh, We pull for all the guys that wear the tin cap uniform, but somebody like him, has endeared himself personally and professionally and everything he's been through. So we get to welcome him back this week. They've been through a lot. Uh, You know, the trade uh, deadline decimated, well, by their choice, but the major league team. So they're going to reload and rebuild, and and they're starting to do that with a lot of the guys in South Bend. So 
Cub fans that are in the area, and we know there are a lot of them. They can come out anytime, Tuesday through Sunday, promotions all throughout, fireworks on Friday and Saturday. The forecast looks great. You know, we're down to 18 home games. Normally the season would end a lot sooner, but, you know, with the COVID and all the stuff, it's going a little later into September. And so there's a lot to be excited about. The team's been on the road for two weeks here by the time they get back, and we'll finish it somewhere right around 500, which is always the goal on the road. And there's a lot to be excited about for sure. And uh, with the Chicago Cubs sending their affiliate in here, that's great. Our old buddy Doug DeCenzo that won us the championship is still a rover with the Chicago Cubs. He'll be in it sometime this week, and I'm sure he'd love to say hello to any fans that want to come out and see him. You know, Mike, you talked about the schedule, and if I recall correctly, the IA Central season started on or about May 4th and will continue into September, unlike previous seasons. Now, would this potentially be the norm going forward because as we talked earlier uh, in the season you know the the weather is not always conducive in the midwest of of the united states in the month of april to play baseball and you're uh, being kind it's not always it can be flat out brutal you know um here's what i think i think it'll be somewhere in the middle so i was on the call this week uh that it looks like our schedule next week will go next year excuse me go to a lot more games. So we always used to play 140 games. We knew that wouldn't be the case this year. There are still COVID outbreaks around minor league baseball. The low A team, the Lake Elsinore Storm for the Padres this week had a game canceled. They had five guys sent in there, including one for us to have enough on their roster to play last night. And so there's still outbreaks around. Knock on wood, we've been able to skirt it so far uh, with all the protocols. But we think next year's schedule will be 100 and 32 games, uh, and that's a great number. It's going to be 66 home games, so a lot closer than what we used to be, you know, mm-hmm. to what we used to be, I should say. I don't think we'll start as early as we used to in April, but I don't believe we'll be able to start into May. So the major leagues needed to stagger the major league and minor league spring training this year, and they're just not going to be able to do that in the future because when the major league team needs a guy in double and triple A, they need him to be ready. And so if I had to guess a mid-April start and go into maybe mid-September, so a couple weeks later than some of the early seasons we've had in the past, which again means it could be either 30 in April or 70 in April because we've experienced both. Right. You know, and it just seems that, Typically, in the month of September, we get some of the most oh, beautiful the summer weather, and we think if there was just baseball at Parkview Field during this time. Well, we've been know. saying that for years, and Major League Baseball understands, and it's not just us. It's the old Eastern League and the International League with cities like Indy and Toledo, let alone cities like Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Syracuse, New York, and some of these. So I don't think it'll be made, but I do think – I, and I hope that we'll we'll get some movement there because I agree. I think September may be the best weather month we have in the Summit City. And uh, a lot of times, unless we're in the playoffs, we're sitting there going, you know, I'm sitting there at the ballpark empty, sitting out dreaming like, wait a minute, there should be 8,000 people here, but we're already done. And so hopefully, I think we'll go into mid-September or thereabouts next year, and that'll be great. We're talking this morning with Mike Nutter, president of the Fort Wayne Tin Caps, on our weekly Tin Caps chat. Yeah. And Mike, uh, fill us in on the upcoming homestand with the South Bend Cubs and uh, what's in store for the fans. 
So we're back Tuesday. Uh, great tickets available for all the games. Next Saturday's a little thin, as fans would probably expect. But the U.S. Foods uh, Family Feast on Tuesday that the fans are used to, uh, Paws and Claws and White Claws specials and Bring Your Pet Out on Wednesday night, Thirsty Thursday on Thursday, obviously. Friday is uh, Fireworks Night. Uh, one of the theme nights with country music night. I'm sure you'll be out there decked out in boots and rhinestone. Uh, a Girl Scout overnight. Then Saturday, another fireworks show. And then Sunday, a 105 game. And then uh, back to more of a regular, almost like a major league schedule, where coming back next Tuesday, we will rotate at home and on the road six-game series for the rest of the year. And then in a couple of weeks, we'll welcome the Dayton Dragons back in. Your Cincinnati Reds fill in. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we've heard a lot of feedback from the fans about the six-game series and sets. And, you know, truthfully, as a staff, we weren't sure at the beginning of the year if we'd like it at all. Uh, it was new for us. We understood it with COVID. You don't want guys going out on the bus for three days and then coming back. A lot of people have liked it. A lot of fans have liked it, where they said, hey, we know when you're back in town, what the promotions are, what the game times are. We'll just have to see what Major League Baseball has in store. We don't love when they're gone for two weeks like they have been here or when we're home for two weeks because it feels like we're just away for too long or home for a little too long for some families. But, again, uh, Major League Baseball is listening to our feedback, and they understand, well, wait a minute, when you have Monday days off, next year July 4th is on a Monday. That doesn't work. Memorial Day, Labor Day are always on Mondays. So I think they're going to listen to us and and, and change it around a little bit. And, again, that's all we can ask, that they listen to the teams and the fans for feedback. Well, Mike, you know, you talked about, uh, well, obviously, the six-game homestands and then, you know, uh, back and forth with those. But the 12-game homestands, well, what unique challenges do those present to your staff? Because uh, the behind-the-scenes uh you know, everything that has to be done on a daily basis yeah. for 12 straight days. Uh, what are some of the challenges? You know what, just, uh, you hate to, it sounds like I'm complaining and I'm not. People can always tell by my voice. I love what we do and things, but the mental and the physical fatigue by the end of those is real. And you've been so great with helping us this year uh, with that and get that message out. But you're then asking people with part-time jobs, Hey, you think you can work the next 12 days? You know, and that can be problematic at times. Um, the, the development people for the front offices for the major leagues have loved the six games. They agree that 12 at home, yeah, maybe it's fine, but that also means that somebody else is out on the road for 12, and that's a little too long. Even the 12-game road trip that we're on now, it is a little too long for us because Schools starting back, some already did the other day. Uh, I know that Southwest Allen, where we go, and some other ones are starting back this Wednesday. You sure would have loved another six-game homestand in there. And so the 12s, the 12s will test you a little bit. <laughs> and we've, we've gotten better. Brian Shackle on our staff leads a lot of the stuff with the staffing and the hours. We're back in the day. You know, I joke with some friends, you know, they don't give away medals anymore for who works the most hours. I'm not sure if they ever did, but but the point is we can tell somebody in the middle of those 12 games, hey, your staff, your group, one-third of the front office staff doesn't have to come in till 1. Mm -hmm. Maybe after a game day, everybody can come in at 10 just to get the rest because the reality is we want to put on the show for the fans every night 
and you want to make sure people are fresh enough and, and engaged enough to do it. The twelves are the twelves are a lot. No doubt about it. Well, Mike, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we'll see you at Parkview Field starting Tuesday. I can't wait. Thanks, guys. All right, that was Mike Nutter, president of the Fort Wayne Tin Caps, in our weekly Tin Caps chat. So, tell you what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead and take a break, and then when we come back, uh, I'm going to be grilling the foremost expert on high school football in Northeast Indiana, Mr. Justin Kenny, on uh, a couple of conferences. I, and I think what we'll do, we'll, we'll, let's let's do the Summit Athletic Conference. Uh, we'll chat about that, and also the let, let's do the ACAC, uh, and then maybe save the. Uh, the NE8 and uh, NECC for next week, perhaps. Uh, let's let's do that and uh, see what we can come up with. But if I mean, but if a question comes in, we'll answer it. You know, if it's uh, NE8 related or something like that. So uh, we will do that when we return. So load up your questions and uh, get them to the text line at four six eight six two. Put TS in the front of your message. We'll be back with more. You're listening to Talking Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply on thirteen eighty The Fan one hundred point nine FM. Greg Thomas here with Cross Country Mortgage. I want to talk to you about the power of a knowledgeable loan officer. You want someone that's going to think outside of the box, that asks a lot of questions. I can't tell you how many times I've heard a client say, hey, no one's asked me that yet. Well, when that happens, you may not be as pre-approved as you may think. We are thankful every time that happens because it's an opportunity for us to get a client for life. Unfortunately, so many loan officers are not trained to ask the tough questions and hold that space with a client. Additionally, most loan officers that work at a bank or a credit union are not even licensed. Our honest and straightforward approach has helped so many buyers be as competitive as possible in this crazy market, and we'd be happy to help you get into your next home as well. Contact Greg anytime for your purchase and financing needs at 260-234-4700 or at ccmindiana.com. Work with a lender you can trust to get your deal done. Cross Country Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 3029. Greg Thomas, NMLS 138839. Hi, this is Trent Diller, Senior Vice President and Agency Partner at Insurance Management Group, or IMG. My dad, Terry Diller, and myself brought our staff and over 200 years of combined insurance experience to Insurance Management Group in 2018. IMG has been providing personal and business clients competitive pricing and superior service for over 100 years, and with access to more than 20 personal lines carriers and 100 commercial lines carriers, we have options for all your insurance needs. In a time when agencies are being acquired by larger entities, we have made a commitment to our clients and communities to remain locally owned, a tradition our ownership plans to pass down to future generations. We know purchasing insurance can be overwhelming, but our staff of over 50 employees is here to help make sure your experience is as painless as possible. So, if you're tired of the old, boring way of purchasing insurance to protect your most valuable assets, call the name you've trusted for your insurance needs for over 40 years, the Diller family, at 260-338-2434 or online at insurancemanagementgroup.com. We look forward to earning your business. At Master Spas, our mission is to make the world's best hot tubs and swim spas so people can live life better. And that all begins with people like you. Our growing team at Master Spas enjoys on-the-job training, opportunity for growth, and more. Master Spas is currently hiring hundreds of full-time positions, offering competitive salaries and benefits with medical insurance available after 30 days, a 10% premium for second shift, sign-on and retention bonuses for premium positions, paid vacation 
vacation after just 90 days. Employee discounts on hot tubs and swim spas and much more. Master Spas is holding two to three group interviews every week with immediate openings. We want you to apply today. Go to masterspasjobs.com to view open positions and apply. That's masterspasjobs.com. Be a part of the largest swim spa manufacturer in the world right here in Fort Wayne. Apply online today at masterspasjobs.com. Now back to Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talkin' Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply, Saturday, August 7th, just 13 days away from week one of the high school football season. And quite frankly, we can't wait. So, uh... Without further ado, let's uh, let, let's get some questions answered. I've got a, a few jotted down here from Mr. Justin Kenny uh, from outside the huddle.net. And just, uh, my goodness, uh, one of the best um, uh, best sports writers when it comes to high school sports, uh, when uh, when the news Sentinel was uh, a thing. And uh, it existed. But when when, I always look forward to, oh my gosh, Saturday evenings was one of the the best times of the week because the in depth coverage you and Dan and and everybody else had of what went on and kind of, and then, you know, here are the scores, but here's some additional insight, you know, and and you wouldn't shy away from uh, the good, the bad. And perhaps the ugly at times, but uh, so um, anyway. Uh, but I've got outside the huddle.net. Thank goodness. Uh, so, without further ado, the Summit Athletic Conference, uh, the Homestead Spartans, uh, claimed the victory bell last season uh, with Mr. Evan Ormsby, who replaced Luke Goody at quarterback. And everybody thought, oh brother, what's going to happen now? The Luke's going to concentrate on basketball. And then here comes Mr. Ormsby, and uh, they didn't miss a beat. They didn't. No. And and there were there always so many, you know, the Hardick kid and, and you know, until an injury and just so much going on. They they dealt with adversity through COVID and, and through other injuries, but still came out on top. Can they repeat? You know, I can't remember in recent memory a program that has won back-to-back victory bells that still is kind of, I wouldn't say an afterthought in the conference, but... Maybe not getting the respect that they deserve. So going for three straight bells and you say, yeah, well, they have to replace Evan Ormsby and that's going to be Peyton Slavin at quarterback. But like you mentioned, Jim, you know, just plug and play, throw for 2,000 yards. He'll be Mm -hmm. fine. Um, Nate Anderson, I think, is one of the more dynamic players uh, in the area. You know, it was a huge receiving threat last year for Ormsby downfield. They have some pieces to replace. You mentioned Hardwick and some other guys up front and on the other side of the football. But I think they're going to be a bit younger than they have been the last couple years, but just as capable. It starts up front. You trust their offensive front. You trust that defensive line. They're going to be in the conversation. And, you know, when we talk, you know, SAC preview, a lot of people once again glossing over Homestead. And it's just, uh, it's fascinating to me because I, I feel like if this was a Snyder, if this was a DeWanger coming off back-to-back SAC titles, they would be getting a lot more respect, yet Homestead still isn't. And there's something to be said about the veteran coach who has stayed at a school 
for as many years as Chad Zolman. But Chad Zolman isn't one to call attention to himself either, but he just goes out and does it and uh, and has great position coaches as well. So, I mean, they they teach the sport of football to these kids and, uh, and have them ready to play, so it should be interesting. Now, let's go to the upstart team from the postseason last year in the Bishop Lewers Knights. Carson Clark, a quarterback, Sir Hale, Mr. Do Everything. Uh, what about the Lures Knights? And I know that throughout the summer we've gotten uh, uh, some some uh, you know questions sprinkled in throughout uh, with a lot of Lures fans that are excited about this upcoming season. Yeah, as they should be because, you know, they're, they're absolutely loaded at the skill position players. You mentioned Carson Clark who, you know, rewrote the record books last year. Uh, for a single season for Bishop Lures. And, uh, you know, he was a kid that was still finding his way the first two or three games of the season a year ago against, you know, Carroll and Homestead in particular. Mm-hmm. And then just turned it on the second half of the year and into the postseason, led them to the 2A state championship game. And he's back, and the majority of his weapons are back. You mentioned Sir Hale's back, and Antoine Lake is back, and Krayshawn Menson is back. They add Aiden Dennis from Huntington North, who's going to be huge on the edge on defense for them as well as you know, maybe a change of pace back uh, on the offensive side of the football. It's just going to come down to depth and the uh, the lines for Bishop Lures. You know, since Bishop Lures last won the SAC, you've added two 6A programs into the league in Carroll and Homestead. And for a 2A program in Bishop Lures, that's gargantuan because you have to beat two more 6A programs to win the victory bell. So, People talking about Bishop Lures contending for the SAC, I think they can. But, man, that's a brutal nine-game schedule when you're playing up every single week in class. Well, nope. with roster size, right. too, with so many players going on both sides of the ball. Yes, and, you know, it takes a truly special 2A program to handle 3A, 4A, 5A, 6A in your conference for nine straight weeks. And I think Bishop Lures can go a six and three, seven and two, potentially, and then they're the two A favorite, in my opinion. Once you get in the playoffs, they just need to survive. They need to get better each and every week, not have crucial big injuries, particularly up front where they're kind of thin. And you know, it's it's kind of survive in advance and get through the nine week season, and then you really can start beating up on two A foes that you know haven't seen the competition that you have and can't match up skill-wise. Yes, and, you know, it's it's one of those cases, you know, you talk Carson Clark. Yeah, he wasn't in the conversation at the start of last season when you were talking about quarterbacks and the Brendan Lytles and the Deuce Taylors and the Jeffrey Beckers. But, boy, I'll tell you what, uh, he and Evan Ormsby at the end of the season were certainly added to that conversation as well. So it uh, should be uh, very, very interesting to see. Now, and speaking of Jeffrey Becker, at Carroll, does he have the weapons uh, at, at receiver and, and on offense to compete for the bell? And, and in his senior season, uh, he's uh, he's been very prolific stat-wise. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sophomore, junior season, and then now with with all the hype and the new facility and everything, uh, could this be his year? It's going to be a great offensive season for Carroll once again. I will say that. Everything's going to run through Jeffrey Becker. And, and you know, there's going to be play calls that come in, but he's going to have the, uh, the the say, the final say. He gets to audible. He gets to run that play. That's how much they trust Jeffrey Becker in that offense. 
and he's going to run everything through him. Uh, he can scramble, obviously. He can make throws on the run. He has weapons when you look at Jamison Coverstone and sophomore Hanson Hafner that, you know, one of the fastest in the SAC and, and could be a prime breakout candidate. And so when you look at the Carroll offense, I think they're primed to continue where they were a year ago. The problem with Carroll last year was that defense. And they replaced some guys on that side of the football. And there's some intriguing prospects. You look at Dylan Bennett in the middle of that defense. That's just a fierce competitor. And, and you look like you look at him, he looks like a, college junior not a high school junior in terms of physical stature so where does carroll go in the defensive backfield and up front and 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 you know they were able to hold the line of scrimmage last year in defense but in pass coverage it was just brutal so do have they made the necessary adjustments both schematically and personnel wise to shore up that side of the football because that's the key to carroll to contend in the summit athletic conference is if they can have a solid defense because they had what they needed Last year in that offense, they just couldn't stop anybody. Yeah, true. Well, I remember the uh, the North Side game. North Side, I mean, you know, Homestead game, too. Or you, you know, what they score? 42, 48 points and lost by, uh, yeah, they lost. Well, that was 76, 48 to North. Yeah. And they lost 70 to 41 to Homestead. So uh, pretty incredible when you, uh, you know, score 41 points and lose by 29 points. Now, uh, we're speaking of North Side, the legends. No Deuce Taylor, no Mike Brevard. Uh, what are the fortunes for the legends? Well, Deuce Taylor moves on, so that's Brashawn Bassett now, at least to start the season at quarterback. They have some other options there because I think the, the approach with Brashawn Bassett is he's a phenomenal athlete. We need to get him on the field somewhere, and they're going to direct him in terms of running you know, a, a bore for Brashawn Bassett. But when you look at they have Jordan Turner and Rodney Woods and Tay-Tay Johnson, Three phenomenal guys on the outside, if they can get them the football in space, watch out. And then they have uh, Jonte Lambert, who's going to be a breakout candidate at running back as a junior. And they have some athletes on defense as well. Northside has athletes. I mean, we talk Bishop Lewis, they have athletes. Northside have, have athletes. Can they give Brashawn Bassett time? Can he make the right decisions? You look at Deuce Taylor last year and even the year before, and it wasn't like he was able to surgically pick apart defenses because he had time in the pocket. He was running for his life and was just so good at extending plays and keeping his eyes downfield and making plays. So can Sean Bassett replicate what Deuce Taylor was able to do? I think there's plenty of hype around Northside, but when you look at Snyder, DeWanger, Carroll out the gate, how do they handle those three? If they're 0-3, where's their mindset? If they're, you know, if, if they come out against Snyder, and and beat them again, I think that, that that's a phenomenal accomplishment because you know Snyder has been circling that game for th for better part of a year. But, man, those first three games are brutal. Uh, ben Johnson has uh, has quite the, uh, the the task in front of him, just like Mike Brevard had to deal with with those three uh, for, uh, first three games. If you can go one and two, that's great. If you can go two and one, that's even better. Mm. Oh, and three, heading into week four at Wayne, Let's see where the mindset of Northside is if that does happen compared to right now where, you know, they're really, really confident. Snyder played a lot of underclassmen last year, took some early lumps and seemed to, uh, I don't want to say right the ship, but uh, these these young kids that got varsity reps early on and, and took some lumps and got better and better, you could tell. And that's, uh, you know, due to an experienced coaching staff. But 
what are the fortunes of the Snyder Panthers? Are they back? Yes. Short answer, yes. You know, of all the teams in the offseason on social media, when you talk about players, Snyder's saying the least amount on anybody. And that would be scare me if I'm in the rest of the teams in the SAC. This team went 5-5 five and five last year. They were phenomenally better in the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. Only lost to Dwanger at Dwanger by 10 in Week 8. They crushed Bishop Lures Week 9 by 20-plus. And then they only lost to Homestead, I say only, by 18 in the sectional. But mind you, that was a team in Homestead that beat them by 30 in the middle of the season. So when you look at Snyder and, and Luke Hoppert with another year, he has to make better decisions through two touchdowns, seven interceptions last year. But I expect that uh, to come around with another year of seasoning. And he had a great summer. And Tyrese Brown is phenomenal running back, went over 1,000 yards. That defense, in my opinion, is going to be the best in the SAC. Snyder is back. They have a lot to prove. You're not hearing a lot out of them off Reed Road. And I think that'd be scary to me. I think it's been business, business, business for Snyder. And they want to make a point week one against Northside. Now, Bishop Dwenger, uh, who is going to be throwing the ball to Rocco Sioka? That's a darn good question. I think, you know, for the last four, eight, 15 years, it's been Brendan Lytle, or at least it feels like 15 years. <laughs> so there's been a competition out of Bishop Dwenger, open competition for quarterback. I'm not sure if they're in a position yet to name that quarterback. There's going to be a lot of new faces, a lot of new names, but, you know, surnames will be the same, but it'd be a lot, a lot of new kids. Dwanger will be fine. I, I feel like it's a year where they're going to really be advantageous to have Wayne Northside, Southside to start the year as they've had the last five or six years. So I think that's going to allow them to get their footing, find their way a little bit, particularly the quarterback position and really settle in. But Bishop Dwanger is going to be in the conversation. It's just all about, who it's going to be, who are the next crop of Saints stars that are going to step up. Now you look at Concordia, the cadets, uh, uh, Cam Johnson is a uh, St. Francis Cougar now, uh, a new quarterback. Is it Eli Maddox? Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Now I, I say new, but he had reps last year on the varsity uh, when, when pressed into service. So uh, the fortunes of Concordia, are those going to be much like Bishop Lewis? Because they do have some athletes, but once again, a lot of two-way players going up against the the Carrolls and Homesteads and in uh, you know the the large schools, the Northern right. Snyders. Uh, is this another one where the conference toughens them up for the postseason? Yeah, and I think it's going to be a learning year for Concordia, new coach, you know, former Eastside coach Mike Eschbach, and coach to Wallace as well, and he comes in to take over for Tim Manigal, who stepped aside to focus on the athletic director duties. Uh, you mentioned Eli Maddox, and I think he's going to develop in one of the better quarterbacks in the SAC. He has a really, really strong arm, but uh, very limited varsity experience. Of course, started a couple year, a uh, couple games last year for Brandon Davis. He has some weapons. Uh, Robert Johnson's a returning player that's really going to st- need to step up, similar to what his brother Cam did a year ago. Uh, of course, you mentioned Cam now at St. Francis. And they have a really underrated offensive front. I think they're going to be able to build from the uh, from the front outward and really give Maddox some time. But it's going to be a learning experience, I think, this year for the cadets. When you're looking at the hierarchy of the SAC right now, I'm probably putting them above only Southside at this point. But, um, you know, they could surprise for sure. Uh, we'll just have to see just how that team comes together. James Rusher is a phenomenal junior tackling machine. Uh, he'll be able to set the tone on that defense. It's just... Uh, it's just depth and experience, and I don't know if Concordia has a lot of it right now. 
Sherwood Haydock at Wayne seems to be optimistic about the tools he's got to work with uh, for the Generals this season. Year two is always that uh, that that, that where, where that season where you take an exponential step and Wayne was two and nine a year ago and you feel like okay where do they go from here? We saw what Sherwood Haydock did over the years at Harding, had some great runs with those Woodland teams that were loaded with talent. Uh, it's just all about belief, I think, for for Wayne and getting those athletes out. And uh, I th I feel like they have some pieces. I think Tazel Thomas is one of the more underrated defensive backs in the in the SAC. But they start with Dwanger and Lures, so uh, it's it's being thrown into the fire, so to speak, for Wayne. I think we find just where Wayne is in the hierarchy of the SAC, weeks three through five, Northrop, Northside, and Southside, to see just how much this team has grown. But I expect a better, more competitive team in year two under Sherwood Haydock. And Southside uh, going through a little bit of a metamorphosis. That's a word for it. Um, I know the you know, look. The struggle for for South for Southside is real. I mean, they're struggling with 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 numbers. Um, you know, new coach in there. Everybody kind of wondering what the philosophy is going to be, and are they going to buy into that philosophy? It's just a lot, a lot of questions at Southside, and you just hope that they can find a game or two to pick off. You know, if they go zero and nine, then you're still spinning your wheels. You're still stuck at you know you can't get any momentum going 0-9. So they're at Concordia week one. That could be their best chance at a win. Wouldn't overlook, um, you know, the Wayne game and, and even the Northside game at the totem pole game week seven. You can never uh, count them out in the totem pole game. But it's it's another year of struggles, I feel, for Southside. And the most worrying thing is is numbers or lack thereof. It's a big school, and they don't have a lot of kids playing football. Now, uh, I, I think we just blew through a break, but I, no, I we're fine. We'll just that, go to the end okay, of the show. Okay. Whatever. Because uh, I, I do want to talk about the uh, ACAC. And uh, of course we just witnessed a, a very a magical season with the South Adams Starfires and, and that uh, talented uh, uh, chemistry laden senior class uh, with James Arnold and company. And, and uh, they're gone. They, they've graduated. Now can South Adams reload or, is Adam Central poised to perhaps grab the top spot in the ACAC? Short answer is Adam Central is the decided favorite in the SAC um, because South Adams lost the bulk of their production from a year ago, and Adam Central returns the bulk of their production from a year ago. Blake Hirely is a beast, and you look at Alex Curry, one of the more underrated players in the entire area. That kid could star at any SAC school and open a bunch of eyes. But since he's in Tiny Monroe, Indiana, nobody really knows about him in this area. You return your quarterback. You return your your top pass catchers, your top runners. Keegan Bloom led this team as a freshman last year with 110 tackles as a freshman. So he's a sophomore. Uh, a, a lot of their production is coming from the junior and senior classes, but that sophomore class is loaded with talent. Adam Central is your favorite going into the ACAC season. South Adams is not going to drop considerably, A, because they still have some talent with Aiden Warner now at quarterback. Trey Shock as well will be a, a phenomenal player for them, loading up with the next round of summer sets and, and all those guys coming up. But also because there's a considerable gap between Adams Central, South Adams, and the rest of the conference. You have Bluffton in there that I think is on a tier of its own that's like that second tier, mm -hmm. and nobody's really challenging them behind them but they don't really have the dogs to challenge ac and south adams 
and maybe that changes this year. We'll see. And then last year, at least, it was a considerable gap to Heritage, Jay County, and Woodland. And then you add Southern Wells back in there this year. We feel they'll have enough players to play, but what does that even look like? We expect more out of Heritage for year two under Casey Kolkman. Maybe they can close the gap uh, to Bluffton, Ryland Whitaker, another kid that is just a prototypical ACAC player, just tough and physical tackling machine, set the uh, single game record last year a few times for tackles in a game. He's back. And then the questions are at Jay County and and Southern Wells and Woodland is, is where they go. Jay County is the intriguing team for me going into the future because they hire Grant Zagunda, who has over 200 career wins to his, uh, to his resume, uh, was very good at Delta for a long time. And this is a 4A school in Jay County that is getting beat by 1A schools in South Adams and Adams Central, routinely. Grant Segunda's job, long-term, is to get kids out and get Jay County back to being competitive. And we saw what Leo was able to do to, in the ACAC when they were a 4A school and just started dominating it. That would be the worry if I'm an ACAC uh, team long-term in the next three, four, five years with Jay County if Grant Segunda sticks around because he'll definitely get that team going. And Jay County, for how big it is, should be dominating the ACAC. They're not right now, but they have the right guy in charge to make that happen. Indeed. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, uh, next, the NEA, uh, there, there's a lot of, once again, just like the SAC, a lot of storylines there. Uh, my gosh, in, in that's going to be an intriguing conference with Leo, with with East Noble, with Columbia City, New Haven, and, and on and on in Norwell. Norwell last year as well. And, you know, you got Greg Bolt coming back in Columbia City for his senior season. And just uh, there's so much. So we'll save them for next week. But quickly, the you know, let's say if we got a chance uh, just in a couple of minutes, uh, the NECC, Laban Davis back at Eastside. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah, Laban Davis, and I saw him a couple weeks ago, and he's bigger and stronger and more mature. He was a little, you know, uh, blonde-haired twerp the last time I saw him as a junior. Now he actually looks like a, uh, a, high, a high school kid, let alone a high school senior. But uh, he's back, and, and you know, I, I feel like with him and Dax Holman, who had a great sophomore season a year ago, and you throw uh, Wallace in there as well, uh, Gavin Wallace, I, I think they're, they're primed to have another great year. I think Cherubusco, though, Closes the gap a bit with them. Riley Buroff back in his for his junior season. Nick Dondorf's back. Hunter Bianski's back. Uh, Busco has has really not been in the picture the last couple years in that small division, but I feel like they make a move this year to challenge East Side. Uh, and in that big division, I think it's up for grabs with with Angola and of course Fair, Fairfield, who burst on the scene a year ago. Of course, with the you know their their option and Matt Thacker running that uh, that that you know kind of wing tee flex bone type thing up there in Goshen and Angola, I think is young. They have a phenomenal freshman class. They have a phenomenal eighth grade class that's coming up, but I still feel maybe they're a couple years away from getting back to where they were just a couple years ago when they rolled through the NECC back to back undefeated seasons. We will continue with this next week in talking about high school football as we approach high school football week one, on August 20th, that's a Friday night. And once again, as always, keep it right here on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM for the most complete, comprehensive coverage of high school football every single week of the high school football season. 
So uh, that's going to just about do it for talking sports uh, for a Saturday, August 7th. I'd like to thank Mike Nutter for joining us as always. Um, I'd like to thank Caleb Leninger for uh, his contribution to the show. Caleb, uh, you know, you're a longtime listener. Uh, as an 11-year-old already, uh, listening to your papa uh, do a, do his show, uh, uh, your thoughts. Uh, do you think it is it what you expected? Yes, it is. It's very cool to be here. All right, and uh, you, when you start, when maybe we'll have you come back when you talk louder. That'd be be awesome. Yeah, no. Enjoyed having you here, buddy. And, uh, yeah, we'll uh, have fun the rest of the day, too. So uh, that's going to do it for Talking Sports. And, and always, uh, welcome back, Justin Kenny, uh, and, uh, and looking forward to his expert uh, analysis of high school football throughout the high school football season. Podcasts by Federated Media.